So my family is now a, a family of seven. Um, we had a baby about a year and a half ago. And uh, there's some things that were the same uh, when we were a family of six. Uh, but there's some things, uh, a number of things that are actually uh, quite different, feel different now that we are a, a family of seven. Uh, one of the things that, that's really different, I've noticed, is just there's a lot more noise in the room. There's a lot more, there's a lot more voices. Uh, so if we're all together uh, around a dining room table, uh, there'll be one conversation happening, but then pretty quickly another conversation and a third conversation, and we're all sort of just talking louder and faster, trying to talk over each other. And so there, there's a lot more of that I've noticed happening. Um, What's the, one of the things Danae and I are sort of having to always be careful of and be aware of is just, okay, let's not all be talking over each other. So that's, that's one change. Uh, another change I've noticed is, um, sadly, <laughs> sometimes one conversation tends to dominate over the entire uh, family. And so some of our, particularly our older ones, uh, we begin talking about something that we really care about and our younger ones don't get hurt as much. Uh, and I'm as guilty of it as anyone. I know I should be caring about Giovanna's new pet rock, but I really don't. Like, I want to hear Marcel tell me <laughs> about sports news, right? <laughs> and so we, we have conversations that kind of dominate us. And Danae reminds us, hey, we have other people. We should give them a chance to let the, hear from them. And so I'm going to use our family as, I think, uh, an image and illustration of sort of what I think we, we experience, what we feel in our culture today and when it comes to this sort of idea of listening, this habit of listening. Um, a picture of really how hard it is for us to listen to listen in the ways that we should. And I say the problem comes out in two ways. The first problem is, as I said, we all want to speak. Uh, we want to speak first. Uh, James once says, be quick to, uh, quick to hear, slow to speak. Our culture says, forget that. <laughs> we should speak first and speak louder if people aren't hearing you. And so every single day, I think we're inundated with people trying to speak first. And if they're not being heard, trying to speak louder. It's trying to speak uh, to speak as, as, as quickly and as, as, as strongly as possible. So that's one of the problems that I think we feel while we don't listen. All of us are wanting to instead speak to declare what we want to hear, declare what we want to say. That's the first problem. The second problem, I would describe it uh, as, sort of as I said in, that, sort of the, in our own family, there's certain conversations that dominate. There's certain things that we pay attention to more. And oftentimes we pay attention to them more because they center around us. They're about what we care about, what we want to hear. And so even the ways when we do listen, we listen more uh, based on our own interests. We might listen defensively. So I'm in an argument with my wife, and the reality is, yeah, I'm listening, but not really. I'm sort of going to show her why she's wrong, right? I'm already arguing in my own mind instead of really listening to her. I might listen self-righteously. So I listen to someone, but rather than sort of listening to where they're at and sympathizing with them, I'm listening in a way that might be judging them, looking down upon them. Or I listen selfishly. I listen to the things that I care about, that matter to me, and I ignore everything else because I don't care about it. It doesn't matter to me. So here's our problem. We don't listen, and even when we're listening, we don't listen in the ways that we should. We don't listen to the things that we should. You see that writ large across our society. Things are being ignored that we shouldn't ignore. The things that we listen to, we listen to in ways that center us, that orient around us. There's a problem, and in the way the Bible, I would say, diagnosis the problem, the reason sort of we are this way, uh, it's not just like sort of we need better techniques. What the Bible says is the problem is inside of us. It's our hearts. It's a problem of dull hearts which make us dull of hearing. So this is Jesus. He's talking in uh, Matthew 13, and he says this, diagnosing basically the people that he's ministering back then, but still an issue, I would argue. Uh, Jesus says this, indeed, 
In their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. And here it is, for this people's heart has grown dull. And with their ears, they can barely hear. This problem isn't solved by just better techniques and, and, and better methods. The Bible describes us getting to the point where our hearts are dull. Uh, they're like rocks. It's like nothing can get in or out. We sort of center ourselves on what we center ourselves on. We base ourselves on what we want to base ourselves on. And everything else is to exclusion of what we care about the most, what we pay attention to the most. Jesus says our hearts can go dull, and because our hearts go dull, we don't hear. We don't hear. We don't listen. So how do we fix this? What do we do? Um, how do we change into really, you can see here what we're talking about here. It's about being a different type of people, isn't it? Different type of person. How do we change into being a people who are able to listen? Because we're able to listen, we listen in the ways that we should. We listen to the things that we should. That's the direction we're going this morning. And it begins by first saying this. We listen by, we change by listening to God. We listen to God. When we make listen to God the starting point, that's what changes us. That's what changes our hearts. That's what makes us into people who can listen. This is Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So these verses are often called the Shema. It's a central prayer, central prayer for God's people back then. It's something, something that's still very important. Uh, this spiritual habit of listening begins by hearing what God has to say. If you want to become a people who listen, we start by saying, I listen to God. And when I listen to God, what we're saying is, I am devoted to God. I am dedicated to God. I'm going to have a life in the things I listen to and the things I pay attention to that's going to come out of first paying attention to God. First orienting myself to God. By being devoted to God and giving our attention to God, we're saying, there's a lot of other things I could give my attention to. I'm going to first begin by paying attention to God. Because I pay attention to God, that's how I know what I'm going to pay attention to besides God. That's how God's going to help me know what to pay attention to. Here's how God's going to direct me towards what I pay attention to. I begin by hearing God and devoting myself to God, and everything else flows out of that. Imagine you are running a marathon in a city that you've never been to. And so you're going to be taking this route that's going to take you throughout the city to successfully run that marathon, to get through all the parts of the city you're supposed to and get to the end of that race, what do you got to do? You've got to trust the race organizers, don't you? You've got to dedicate yourself to the path that they lay out for you. I mean, you could do your own thing if you want to, but you're in a city you've never been to. You'll get lost, you won't get to the places that you want to, and you'll run out of time. <laughs> Eventually, the race will be over, and you won't get to where you want to get to. To be able to see and hear and experience all the things that you're supposed to to get to the end of the race, well, you've got well, to give yourself over, don't you, to the path that's laid out to you. You've got to trust what's laid out to you if you're going to get to the end of that race. And, and I want to use that as a picture of what it means for us to say we listen to God first, what it means to be devoted to God, to let him determine the things that we should be paying attention to. How do I know what I should hear? How do I know what I should focus on? What, I don't know what I should care about in the direction I should go. God says, listen to me first. Pay attention to me first. Because I know where you're to go. I know where you're to be because I've been there. You know, 
here's the thing. You and I are in a life that we've never been in before. I'm sure we want to act. We've got it all together. I know this life. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to do tomorrow and the day after that. But here's the thing. Today is March 12th, 2023. None of you have lived this day before. You have zero experience of this day. You're going to do the best you can based on all the days you've lived before that, but you're entering into this day, into this day new. Tomorrow will come, and you can't repeat this day. The things you paid attention to, the things you cared about, you focused on, you can't redo it. You just experience it as you experience it. You make the decisions that you make, and then you're on to the next day. March 13th, another new day, a day you've never experienced. And you'll make the decisions that you make, and you'll pay attention to things that you can pay attention to, and so on and so on and so on. Here's the thing. What God says to us is, what if you listen to me? Someone who stands outside of time, outside of human history. Someone, the Bible says, knows the end from the beginning. Who knows all your days laid out before you. He knows the path. And he says, look, you don't need to figure it out on your own. I have figured it out for you. Will you trust me? Will you listen to me? Will you listen to me? And by listening to God... We begin to sort of figure out the kind of people that we need. We become formed to the kind of people that we need to be. And we go in the directions we want to. But we want, I want to pull that out more. So if we want to listen and pay attention to the things we're supposed to in this limited life that we have, we have a God who sees it all and, and knows it all. And so he says, first, listen to me. But how do we listen to God? Because I can say that, and yet there's a lot of competing voices, our own voices inside of us. How do we know the voice of God? How do we listen to him? How do we avoid the distractions and the barriers and all the things around us? Well, God has made it clear for us. He's actually said, let me help you out. Let me, let me point you to one channel out of all the channels that are out there. Here's how you listen to me. You want to know how to listen to God? We listen to God by listening to Jesus. Here's how we cut through the noise. This is from Mark chapter 9. It's a transfiguration of Jesus. Jesus is with Peter, Jesus, James, and John, and we're told he's transfigured. He's changed. They're, they're seeing him in his glory. His clothes become radiant, and this declaration then comes. Mark 9, verse 7, and a voice came out of the cloud, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Why does God, this is God, the Father, speaking, why does God say this about Jesus? Because Jesus is the full 100% revelation of God. Jesus is God saying, this is how you hear me. It's clear, Jesus, God has done a lot of life with human beings on this planet, he realized I need to come. I'm going to send Jesus so you can hear me clearly. John 1.1 1, 1 tells us he is the very word of God. We want to listen to God. Here's where we begin. Here's where we start. Here's the direction we go. Here's the path. We listen to Jesus. To be a Christian really is this. It means believing that there's a God, one. But then two, we believe that the best way to understand who this God is like, the best way to hear from him, the best way to listen to him is by looking to Jesus. This is Romans 10, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through what? The word of Christ. John 5, verse 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes me, who sent me, has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. See, God sends Jesus to put on this path so we can listen to him, and listening to him begins to change us, helps us to then go into all the life that God intends for us. God has a whole lot of life for us to live in. 
That's why he gives us eternal life. This life that you have is not enough to experience all that God has for you, all that God intends for you. So God says, I want to give you forever life with me. That is the life you're meant for. Listen to me by listening to Jesus. And Jesus brings us out of judgment, out of a life that's self-condemning and self-destructive and into a life with God and a life of God that begins to make us hear the things we need to hear and pay attention to the things that we need to pay attention to. But I'm going to go sort of a level deeper and say, God has also then said, and here's how you begin. Well, here's not just how you begin. Here's how you live this path of listening to Jesus. The Bible actually says, well, you want to listen to God by listening to Jesus? Here's how that happens. We listen to Jesus through the scriptures, and we listen to Jesus through the Spirit. So let me lay that out. Listen to Jesus through the scriptures. I don't know if you realize this, like this, this book you have in your hands is all about Jesus. It's all about him. It tells us who he is and how to listen to him and pay attention to him in the ways that we need to. So this is John 5, verse 39. You search the scriptures, because this is Jesus talking, because you think that in them you have eternal life. Jesus says, it is they that bear witness about me. I mean, look, there's a whole lot in the Bible. Some of it is like, what, what's going on here? Other parts are trying to put together. God has said Jesus is the way that we begin to put it all together. This is the way how we put it together. We want to be a people who listen to God well. We want to listen to Jesus. The Bible that you have in your hands helps you listen to God by, listening, by pointing you to Jesus over and over again. So listen to Jesus through the scriptures, but we also to listen to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. This is Revelation chapter 2. Jesus gives this message to seven different churches. So it's a message direct from Jesus. And at the end of each message that he gives to each of the churches, he says this. He who has an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Jesus says, the Spirit is my message. He, he's speaking. I'm, it's Jesus speaking, but he says, here's how you continue to hear from me. It's through the Spirit. God gives us the Spirit so we can hear from him by hearing from Jesus. This is John 14, verses 25 to 26. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring, you to your, bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. So Jesus promises to send the Holy Spirit to disciples to remind them of, of the things that he shared with them, the things he taught them. Of course, it's not like the Holy Spirit just did that once. Holy Spirit continues to be given to us. He's given to all those who've believed in God who say, I want to listen to God. I want to listen to Jesus. And his Spirit still does that work. The Spirit of God in you continues to remind you, to point you to Jesus, to orient you to Jesus. So I'm going to say something that's, that's it's kind of amazing if you think about this, but I really believe this. Realize any time you are spending legit time in the Bible, any time you are authentically and truly praying, any time you're willing to just be quiet before God, and what I mean by that is, I mean, it could be when you're driving, you don't have to just be by yourself. By yourself helps, but just any time you're just quiet before God and asking to hear from him in the name of Jesus, Every single time, I really believe this, God works. He's already said he's going to. But I, I don't know about you, but I, like God says he's going to do these things, I, I think he really means it. He's going to do it. <laughs> he's going to make it happen. God has said, I show up in these spaces. Jesus shows up in these spaces. Anytime we come through in humility and, and, and a simple cry of God, help me to hear you. Help me to hear Jesus. Expect and believe that God wants to speak to you. Expect that he wants you to hear him if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to pay attention. When we do this, when we listen to God by listening to Jesus, 
we're letting the Holy Spirit and the scriptures guide and point us and lay out the path by which that happens, it changes us. It puts us in a different posture. It puts us in a different position. It makes us then do what I talked about this morning, to listen in the right ways and listen to the right things. As I said before, without that, if we're honest, we don't do that. Again, we listen selfishly, we listen self-righteously, or we just plain ignore. <laughs> but if you've been listening to Jesus a whole lot, if you've been listening and paying attention to Jesus a whole lot, you spend a lot of time with him in prayer and silence through the word. If that happens, here's what's going to happen. You're going to listen in a different way. You're going to listen instead of self-righteously or, or defensively. You're going to listen with love to those around you. You're going to listen with grace. You're going to listen with this amazing concept called patience. <laughs> you're going to listen with a willingness to admit when you're wrong when someone shares it with you. You're going to listen with a willingness to forgive when someone shares something that's difficult. You're going to listen with wisdom. You're going to listen with kindness. You're going to listen with a willingness to act and do what's right and not be passive in other, in other situations. See, all these things are what happen when we begin to have hearts that are changed because we are listening to God and we're listening to Jesus. It's that then that sets us up then to listen in some particular ways. I'm going to list sort of four sort of groups of people that we should be listening to and pay attention to. But the whole setup of the sermon is intentional. I didn't begin by saying, hey, you got to start, listen to these people. They're being ignored. You've got to listen to these people. It's easy to begin there, and I can get you there. I've done this a while. I can, get, I can bribe you. I can get you there through guilt, all right? I can do a commercial about it, right? And I can get you there in a way that is like an inch deep. There's a reason why the Bible says we don't listen because our hearts are dull. The only way we will listen to the, to the peoples that God tells us to listen to is we've first been listening to Jesus. And the more you know your heart is being filled with his love, with his grace, with his truth, with kindness, with forgiveness, with confession, when that happens... That's how you will then consistently and regularly listen to the, to really very clearly the kind of kind of the kinds of people God listens to and calls us as people to listen to. So, we listen to God, listen to Jesus, we change, and we become a people who listen in at least these four ways. Not exhaustive list, but I want to suggest these four for us this morning. We will become a people who listen to people's pain and suffering. Or another way to put it is, we listen to the marginalized and overlooked. And look, I, this is another one of those things that's all over the Bible. I think I said this last week, like, you, you might want to ignore this, close your eyes to it, but you can't, you're here, so there's no way to avoid this. It's right here. <laughs> All over the Bible, I, I'm struck by how often the Bible talks about listening to people who are in pain or listening to people who are most overlooked. Countless verses. These are just a few. Genesis 16, verse 11. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. So here's a woman Hagar has been taken advantage of. She's been mistreated, and mistreated by like, God's people. Sarah, who's married to Abraham, one of the patriarchs of the faith, it says she's been treating her harshly. She runs away. And God lets her know, I hear you. I am paying a special attention to you. And this is not a one-off. We see this repeated consistently, God hearing people in their affliction, hearing his own people, hearing people in general who are most overlooked and marginalized. Exodus 2, verses 23 to 24. During those many days, the king of Egypt died. The people of Israel groaned because of their slavery and cried out for help. Their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God, and God heard their groaning. God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob. God heard the cry of his people. 
because he hears the cries of those who are in pain and suffering. Psalm 10, verse 17. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted, you will strengthen their heart, you will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. God especially listens to us in our pain, in our suffering. It's because of the kind of God that he is. We shouldn't be surprised. If he's a God defined by love and by grace, beside by compassion and truth, of course he will especially listen to those who are in anguish and suffering under the weight of sin in this world. And so you see where we're going here. If we've been spending time with God because we're with Jesus, we're in Jesus, we're going to listen in the same way, won't we? God's people also listen in this way. This is Exodus 22. You shall not wrong a sojourner, uh, just a quick translation here, the immigrant, right? So just, you can put that in here, right? Shall not wrong the immigrant or oppress him, for you were immigrants in the land of Egypt. Should not mistreat any widow. Another thing you can say here, basically, you don't take advantage of the most vulnerable women in our world. Don't take advantage of them. That's what they're saying here. Don't take advantage of the most vulnerable women. That would have been the widows back then. Or the, father, or the fatherless child, that's the most vulnerable children. If you do mistreat them and they cry out to me, guess what? I'm going to hear it. I will surely hear their cry and my wrath will burn. And it goes on from there. It's pretty stark. <laughs> it's a warning and a reminder, isn't it? We listen to God, and by listening to God, it changes and shapes us, and it should look like this. It should look like this. And another part of the Bible, Zechariah chapter 7, God even says, if you become a people who are dull and stop listening in these ways, your hearts are dull because you have, you, again, you're, you become a people who, who listen only based on what we want. And we ignore those people in this, some of these categories that the Bible listening here. God even says, I'm going to stop listening to you. I'll stop hearing you. Many people are saying, look at our world, our culture, and all these different things, and we want it to go in the right way, and people crying out to God all over the place. And I would argue, it's possible he has stopped listening. And the way we know that is this, we've stopped being a people of God, a people formed and shaped by Jesus. That's how you can know. That's how you can know. If, like, things aren't changing, does it seem like God is listening to our prayers, our requests? God has already said, here's the report card. <laughs> We become a people like this. The way we change, again, is by returning to God, returning to Jesus. So if we've done that, we'll listen to these type of people, those in pain and affliction, those who are on the margins. I spent the most time in this category. I'm going to go through the rest of these a little bit more quickly. I think this one is especially one for us to hear, especially in countries like ours. We've got a power, got a lot of wealth. Historically speaking, countries with a lot of power, a lot of wealth, we miss this. We most overlook this. But here's some of the three others I want to list here. If we've been listening to God, listening to Jesus, the scriptures and the spirit, we also will listen to people's doubts and questions. So John chapter 3, Jesus is with Nicodemus. He's a religious teacher. And what do we see? Jesus sits with Nicodemus and listens to him, pays attention to him, takes him seriously. John chapter 4, the next chapter, Jesus is with a woman at the well, and society would say, you don't listen to a woman like that. She's alone. She's coming in the middle of the day. That's shady. That's a red flag. You don't pay attention to her. Jesus talks to her, and he listens to her. We listen, and he listens to her questions. Nicodemus had questions. The woman had questions. He listens to her questions. He listens to her doubts. She's wondering about the Messiah, and he listens to her. And based on listening to her, he's able to answer her. The church, God's people, should be a space where people can ask their doubts, give their doubts, and give their questions. And that's, that can be scary, that can be disconcerting, it can be disruptive, 
The only way you don't sort of get shaken up by people having strong questions and strong doubts about things is if you know God and you know Jesus. It's like, well, the Bible says it's like this rock we stand on that allows us to receive all the doubts and questions and then know how to speak. Again, eventually we need to speak, but that only happens when we've heard well. And we've heard out of how God has formed us in Christ. So to be a people who listen and are able to listen because we have Jesus in us and listen in these ways. We're able to listen to people's doubts and questions. Number three, we listen to people's need. Psalm 69, verse 33. Lord hears the needy, it says. Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says something amazing. He says, whatever you need, ask, share it, and God hears. In the same way of God's people, think about this. To be a people who are able to hear the needs of those around us. To be a, a place by which people can hear them and know that we hear them. That people can share them and they can know that we are people who hear them. Jesus models this for us. God is this. If we are in God and we're in Jesus, we will hear those needs. We will hear the needs of our, those around us. Last one I want to mention. Listen to people's hopes and joys. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. That implies we're paying attention to what's going on in people's lives, doesn't it? We hear the things that are happening and we listen to them. We're paying attention enough to listen to them and hear them. Or John chapter 3, there's a woman at the well again. And again, what are we seeing there? We're seeing her express her hope for Messiah, for a new day, for her, for her people. By listening in this way, when we listen to people's hopes and joys, what what I'm saying here is that I think it's a way in which we can see how God might be trying to speak to those around us. The people's hopes and joys are expressions of things often bigger than themselves. If we spend time with God and we're in Christ, we begin to sort of see those connection points. We know where to encourage people's faith, where they need to be encouraged. Because God is giving them hope where they need hope. And we can listen to that and hear that and know how to respond. When people have, have joys and, and, and anticipations for things and have visions for something more than that currently in front of them, when we listen to that, that's ways in which God might be saying, hey, I have more to tell you. I have more for you to hear. And we as God's people help point them in that way. And the only way we're going to do that is we're listening to them in the way God wants us to listen to them. We hear them. We hear their hopes and dreams and connect it to the one who has so much more to say about the hopes of their life and the dreams for the future. Jesus, through his spirit, can help us do all these things. We understand, like, even in the very moment, the next conversation that you have, if you're coming before God and you're listening to God and listening to Jesus, in that next conversation, you should not be surprised to hear things you might not normally hear, to pay attention to things you might not normally pay attention to. Because God wants us to hear those around us. He is hearing them. And he's placed us in people's lives. He's placed you specifically in the lives of people that I don't know, that I'm not connected to. I'll never be, know them. I'll never be connected to them. Never connected to them. And yet you are the divine ears to hear and then to respond in the ways God wants us to. There are a lot of things out there for us to pay attention to, to notice, to focus on, a lot of things for you to listen to today, tomorrow, and the next day. How might we, how might I listen the way God wants me to listen? Pay attention in the way God wants me to pay attention to. Focus on the things that God wants me to focus to so that all of us become more and more people who are listening to God and following in the ways that God has laid out for us in Jesus. Let me pray for us, and then um, I'm going to have Amy come up. She's going to lead us in an extended time of response to what we've looked at today in God's word. Let me pray.
Lord, thank you for this time, for opportunity to be together. And Lord, um, Lord, for Lord, for the fact that, Lord, you can help us, Lord, know what we should listen to. Lord, ask your forgiveness for paying attention to things I shouldn't pay attention to. Lord, for ignoring the things I should never ignore. Lord, that begins, though, by first returning to you, Lord. So help us, Lord, revive our hearts. Tune them back to you, Lord, by tuning them back to Jesus. Make the scriptures speak his name over and over in our hearts. Lord, may you, Holy Spirit, remind us and orient us towards you. Lord, as we become filled with your spirit, Lord, may it lead to this among us, Lord. It may be, um, Lord, not something we almost have to aim towards. It's something that naturally happens. As we hear the hopes and joys and the needs and the, and the hurts and the pains and the doubts and the questions, whole mess of things, Lord, how do we sort through it all? How do we hear it all? Um, Lord, help it begin with us. And, Lord, there's things we need to hear from you that need to change us um, so that we can hear the things that we need to hear in, the, in those around us, Lord. Make that happen. Lord, may we, in a spirit of humility today, um, come before you and say, Lord, speak. We, your servants, want to hear and be your servants in this world. Thank you, Lord God, for the blessing of you, Lord, the blessing of God in Christ. Um, lead us in those paths. Uh, Lord, may it result in great good in our lives and all those around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.